He said if they can keep it in their mind, keep it in their mind for sure. He said, but if they got a pen and paper, they need to pull their pen and paper out. And he said, if they get nothing else Sunday morning, this is what he woke me up and told me Friday morning when I got up. He said, if they get nothing else Sunday morning, I want them to get this one statement. He said, because there's people in the place that I've given direction, I've given instruction, I've given a vision. I've given them things in their heart. I've given them dreams. They don't have any doubt that it's from me, saith the Lord. They don't have any doubt that I spoke to them, none whatsoever. But just like in Matthew 14 with Peter and the others and Jesus walking on the water, he told them to go to the other side. They went at his instruction, his direction. They was going to the other side. They was obeying what Jesus told them to do. They were walking in obedience. They were being faithful to his direction. But as they stepped out and, and, and headed to the other side, just like you stepped out and headed to the other side, the storm arose. And great winds, great waves, the Bible says it was contrary, which means opposite. And the way we would say that was they stepped out to fulfill, maybe be you, a dream, a vision, a plan. You had something that you would say, well, I thought it was God. And if you really pray about it, you know it was God. And he put it in your heart. But then opposing forces, contrary forces, have come against you even today. This is the statement, if you get nothing else but today, I want you to remember this. I would hope that at 2 o'clock this evening, me or somebody else could ask you what you got at church today, and if you only got this one statement, this is what you need. This is an on-time word from the Holy Ghost. This is what He told me to tell you. No matter what you're facing, the mountain, the valley, the problem, this is what He said. You ready? He woke me up Friday morning and said, tell my people, don't allow distractions to determine your direction. He said, don't allow distractions to determine your direction. Whether it's cute or not, whether somebody else has said it or not, it's for the Holy Ghost for you this morning. Because see, what happens often is, is God speaks, we have a vision, we have a dream, we have a plan, we step out to obey God, and then things happen. Sometimes it's just the world. Sometimes it may be your own flesh. Very often it's the devil who opposes you, who come to steal, kill, and destroy. There's two forces all the time. There's more than that, but as far as the major forces, your enemies are the world, the flesh, and the devil. So we would deal with more than one force, but the devil's behind all of those. But the reality of it is, the two forces that are working your life, Jay, that's one of my scriptures if I open my notebook up, but I'm not going to. But, but he, that was one of the scriptures, Jeremiah 20, 11, 29, 11, and then over in Jeremiah 1, 3 or 4 there, we know that God had a plan for you before you was ever formed in your mother's womb. And in 29, 11, the NLT and NIV and all them other ones says, that plan's a good plan. It's one to prosper you. It's one to success. And in John 10, 10, we know that we got the good force of Jesus who came to give us the abundant life. But you got another force working there. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy while God's got a good plan for your life, your family, and your marriage, and your children, Satan's always going to be working. I'm not going there. It's over in Matthew 12, I believe, with the Lord. I thought I was going to preach something a few weeks ago. And there was an individual that was bound and had been set free. This happens often. And it says, after this, this, this they had been in its representative of a person, but it says, after they were set free, you could say, and this is how I use it. I know what it says. But after they were set free, we'd say by the power of God, 
maybe walking in the blessings of God, you know, they were found empty, and, and the Bible says they were found garnished. And the devil comes along, and his garnished cleaned out, but empty. Because after you receive something from God, you need to be continually filled with the Word if you're going to walk it out. That word garnished, the Lord told me to look it up. Garnished means in order. You seek God's face and get in line with the Word. God always wills things are in order to accomplish His plan in your life. What's the devil doing? It says he comes back and see, seeing it, finding emptied. And, and we, we know we don't want it to be, what does he want? He wants no order. He wants to get your life out of order. So these guys stepped out and they're facing this opposition and the storm. And we know in the middle of the storm, you know, they see, they didn't know it was Jesus. They saw a spirit and that word there's not Holy Ghost. It might be Numa, but still, they thought it was a ghost just like you see on the, some of these TV channels they talk about and stuff. Paranormal, but not Jesus. So they saw Jesus and thought he was a ghost. And they were in fear. They was already in the storm and they thinking, Lord Jesus, it's over now. Then Jesus come walking on the water, right? He's walking on the water and, and then he said what? Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. You know he's with us today. They're in the storm, facing opposition, just like many of you are today, although it might be different opposition. The purpose of the storm is what? Don't allow distractions to determine your direction. It's to get your life out of order. It's to get you to give up on the dreams. Get you to give up on the vision. I say it humbly. People don't know about it because I don't talk about it. Because I'm not giving the glory any devil. I mean, the, any devil, the devil any glory. And I'm not saying you shouldn't tell us your prayer request and we pray with you. There's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of times with us, people think everything's always hunky dory. Nope. I've gone about daily. I've come to this church and preached when I couldn't hardly stand up physically. Dealing with such things under great duress. I've come and tried to pray sometimes, believe in God for my healing. People knew nothing about it. Nothing. Maybe Laura Lee. But overcoming, not yielding to, migraine, whatever they call it, different headaches. I sat in my office for two hours before church. And I couldn't read my Bible because my eyes was blurry. Because my head was hurting so bad, I could have sweated drops of blood. I believe so. But nobody knew it. Dealing with my back, I preached and couldn't stand up. So I know in a measure what Carlos is talking about. But I've learned something and I don't know everything. I know what the devil's after. I know what he's after with the economy and the message you're getting through the news media and on your job. I know what he's after. He's after everything God's giving you through Jesus. He wants your life out of order. Don't make decisions based on any distraction the enemy has brought in your life. The two things I was going to cover this morning, and it would be by the Holy Ghost, because there's more, obviously. Is it in Luke 8, 13? You got cares. The word is sown. You got cares, pleasures, right? But the other one that I was going to talk about, the two things was cares and storms. The purpose of both of them is just like in Matthew 14 is to distract you from God's plan for your life. You say, I thought that this was God's plan. I thought it was supposed to be this way. There's been times in ministry that nobody knew about, that so much hell was going on, that even though I'm not a quitter, I'm thinking to myself, God, is this it? Is it over now? 
And he gave me a song by the Holy Ghost. He'll bring things back to your remembrance. Brother Hagin was preaching at a camp meeting. And he preached a message. Keith Moore was sitting there. This was one in this church. Keith Moore was sitting there. He wasn't here. This is a message the Lord had given this church. And he said, Keith, you got a, he said, you got a song. Come up here by the Holy Ghost. He had nothing when he told him, but he come up here. And he sung the song. And that day, the, I said, Lord, what in the world? What are we going to do? How are we going to make it? People could say, well, it looks great where we're at today. I'm like, Jay, I ride up here. People don't even know how much of a miracle it is what God's doing in this church. The devil did everything he could to stop it. Everything. Stuff that's unimaginable. Stuff took place that I would have never even thought about. But he's defeated. Because I knew what he was doing. I knew what he was after. I know, what God, I, know I sat out there in the parking lot. And I know what the Holy Ghost told me when this church was down to nothing. And we had no right or possession of it whatsoever. Me and Arlie sat in that parking lot out there. And the Lord said, you'll have a church here. And he said, much more since then. But that's when we didn't even own possession of this building. He said, you have a church here. I didn't know how, but I knew what God said. It's all right this morning if you don't know how. But you know what God said. The song that he began to sing by the Spirit of God on the stage... And the Lord brought it back to me that Wednesday night because I was like, Lord, I just, I'm going to keep doing what you tell me to do. But I don't, this, it looks like everything's over. I'm not going to sing it because I'm not a good singer. I get Laura Lee or Jennifer wanting to sing it. But he, he began to sing, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. What the Lord has said to me, it shall surely come to be. It shall shall come to pass. And that came by the Holy Ghost. Whatever it is that you're facing today, you need to know what it is. When the Word is sown, words of life, seeds of life from God the Father, that are the Word of God, a dream, a vision, a plan. The devil, through situations, circumstances, and distractions, because that's what they are, will do everything he can, everything he can to get you to say, well, I know, or I thought God said it, but this happened. That's where this message came from by the Holy Ghost. I want you to keep that one thing in mind if you get nothing else. Because it came from heaven. I pray about every service the same way. He said, you tell my people that if they get nothing else this day, he said, it'll resonate with some because it's where they're at. He said, don't allow distractions to determine your direction. What God said shall be if you trust him. And I realize, because uh, I've been there, maybe not dealing with what you're dealing with. There's no comparison. I'm not saying I've dealt with more or less. No comparison. It's all the work of the devil. It doesn't matter. That's what I want you to see. Not who's been through the most. Not who's in the worst situation. You may be today like you're standing right up against that wall and you see nothing but the wall. But if you have in your heart what God has said and the Word of God, He will take what is today utter destruction and hopeless. Hopelessness. You remember Peter walking on the water. He said, Jesus, if that's you, bid me to come out here. And he said, it's me. Come on, Peter jumped out the boat and was walking on the water. But what happened to him? It said, when he saw, he sank. He began to sink. When he saw, when he saw what? He was walking on the water. What is Jesus in John 1? 1. And then down in what? Four, is it 14? Where's it at? I can look it up. But he, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. His eyes was fixed on the Word. He said in Isaiah 26, 3, whoever's mind, 
His focus is fixed on me. He's in perfect peace. Doesn't mean there's not a storm because there is. But his eyes was fixed on Jesus and he's walking on the water. But as soon as the wind's contrary, soon, they were already there. But he, when he looked at them, this is where you hear me say all the time, all the time. Because see, a lot of people, it's great if you get great revelation. But sometimes with me, and it'll work the same way with you if you listen to God, it'll look like somebody dropped honest to God. And I'm fixing to let you go. Laurie's laughing because she knows, so help me to God in heaven. We stand up and say, this is what God had said. And it looks like somebody took a bomb in the next day and rolled it down and it blows up right in the middle of it. I mean, blows all to pieces. So I didn't know anything about that. It's all right. Because we're not giving the devil no credit. You face a lot of opposition the closer you walk with God, not the further you walk with God. People say, I know that I'm making these decisions and doing what God told me to do. Why is it harder than ever? Because when the devil had you, he was happy. He's mad as fire now. You've got to exercise your authority. You still have the victory. He's still defeated. But now all the uproar is, is you was just moving in to what God called you to. And you know it. You was just moving in, right? Say, I'm listening to the Holy Ghost today. If it's 10 minutes or two hours, I take it just as serious. Because people need to hear from Jesus. But you was just moving in, and then distractions came. And he wants you contemplating. He wants you reasoning. He wants you thinking, what can I do? What should I do? I know this is what God said, but I need to do all these things. What are you going to do? The Lord has told me numerous times, I deal with these things. I get off by myself. I won't be left alone because I'm talking to Jesus. Well, I need some answers because I don't have any. Sometimes he gives me direction. But very often, I'm praying because the reality of it is, is things have had to change. Because all hell is, I mean, it's a mess. A mess. And I've sat in this sanctuary. I've sat in my chair. I've sat in my office. I've been down to the woods at Alonia and backed up in the, in the thing. It wasn't, it wasn't just a, a month or two ago. Uncle Charles don't know if it, unless he's got a camera, but it's just a few months ago. We had all hell busting loose, and I went down there. He built a big old stand along your Frank Betty. I wouldn't do that today because y'all find me passed out and dead. It's so hot. But this is before it got too hot, and I needed to hear from the Lord. And I went down there and climbed up in the stand and sat in Aunt Betty's comfort seat back there. Uncle Charles got four. He said, how long did you stay till I got my answer? I didn't stop till I heard from God. And I come out with boldness and, and I went in with my head down, but I come out with the boldness of the Holy Ghost and the wisdom to know what to do. And it worked out. But very often the Lord would say to me, he said, nothing's changed but circumstances and situations. He said, what I tell you, son, what I tell you, you keep your eyes on Jesus, you'll have stability. But as soon as Peter got his eyes off of what God has said, and I've been commenting and, and, and referencing this message for several weeks, I've never preached it, obviously. And I'm not trying to be funny or cute, but, but, but the time I got on a yellow sticky pad on my, is to study on my desk. And I got it wrote down what the Holy Ghost said, but I hadn't studied it out. But the title of the message would be, Mind Your Own Business. Mind Your Business. I'm not trying to be cute or funny, but this, the Lord was talking about faith. He said, how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, the way it's going to happen, all of these things. How in the world is God's plan going to come to pass? He said, that's none of your business. He said, your business is just to trust me. So I walk around and you feel real dumb until you get a revelation about it. Once you get a revelation, you're not dumb no more. Oh, I thank God that it's done when everything's blowing all to pieces. You know, you don't look real wise at the moment. You look a little bit crazy. 
But you don't look crazy when it comes to pass as God promised. God does what he said. The life, the power is in the word of God. It's in the seed. You plant the seed. The devil comes through with distractions. He immediately comes to steal it. That's the way he does it. Cares, pleasures, storms, brings distractions. Don't allow distractions to determine your direction. You say, so-and-so is doing all of these things. People get out of the love of God. So-and-so is doing all. You know, they'll answer for their stuff. Don't worry about them. Leave them alone. You say, well, you don't know what they have done and what they're doing. What is God saying to you? That's what you're responsible for. That's what you're responsible for. I'm letting you go right now. I am, I promise. But I remember, and we, we talked more than we ever had before. I remember me and Laura Lee, we, didn't, we, didn't, we, we always loved each other from the first day. We didn't have the relationship we have today. She's got business she needs to tend to. I don't care if that's unpopular and, 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 and she's a woman today. You've got a Bible that you need to live by. She's got business as her responsibility. I got business as my responsibility. As long as she was concerned mostly about what I need to do, my business, and I'm concerned about what she needs to do, her business, nothing went right. When she gets focused on what God wants her to do, I'm focused on what God wants me to do, even in our marriages, heaven on earth. It's, whole, it's not two different people. We're the same people, but God's changes because we've cooperated. He's given the word to you. He's giving you that book of seeds. As soon as you plant that seed, you got that vision, that dream, that promise, and you step out. Don't expect the devil. I don't mean by fate. But don't expect anything less than the word to be true. And the devil try to come and steal everything. Miss Mary sitting right over here. I remember a long time ago. And it's true. But she made the statement about something. I don't remember what it was about. But it was a long time ago, several years ago. And she said the Lord give her a, 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 a little simple revelation what the devil was trying to do in her life, and their life. And she said, she saw a no trespassing sign. And she said, devil, you're trespassing on God's property. Get your tail out of here. You don't have no business. The devil's trying this morning, and well more than one life in this place, he's encroached over where he's got no business. You say get out in Jesus' name, and if the only thing you have this morning is what God has said to you, even if it looks like somebody dropped a bomb in, I'm going to be straight with you. That part don't seem to get better. The more serious you get with God and move in, the more the devil tries to blow it up. Dr. Hagen said this about obedience. He said the same thing about love. It's the viewpoint you need to take. He said allow every situation, every ounce of opposition to be just another opportunity to prove that God's word's true. That's what he said. Every opportunity. He said, I'm mistreated. He said, allow it to be every. He said, allow every time you're mistreated to be an opportunity to prove the love of God works. It works. So if you've got nothing else that I said today, we're so thankful for every teacher and worker and everybody that does anything. You're a blessing. The service has been a blessing. But do not allow distractions to determine your direction. That did not come from a cute little quote. That come fresh off the press from heaven by the Holy Ghost. He said, if you don't tell them nothing else, he said, because people are making plans in your church right now, in their lives because of what's happening. And not because of what I said. Don't allow distractions to determine your direction. What has God said? You step out by faith and do it, and don't worry about a thing. You thank God that it's done. You say, people think you're crazy? You are crazy. I'll go and give you a revelation. Everybody somewhere, somebody everywhere thinks you're crazy. Let's be crazy for God. And I found the more you get close to God and walk with God, the crazier they're going to think you are, because the world's so far away from God, and so is the church. But it's for me and my house, and you and your house, we're going to serve the Lord. God is with you. Stand to your feet. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. We love you today and we appreciate you. Father, not only could we not do life without you, we're not trying. It's such a privilege and an honor, Father. I just, you know, I know sometimes people may think it's a cute little prayer. It's not. It's a privilege and honor to be a child of God. 
It's a privilege and honor to be a Christian and to walk with you and to talk with you. It's awesome that, that you're a rewarder of them that diligently seek you. That's, that's great that we're rewarded. It's great that we're blessed. It's great that we give and, and it's given back to us. But Father, there's nothing greater than walking with you and talking with you, than being in fellowship with you, to know that you're our God and we're your children. Every head bowed and every eye closed today, maybe you would say, I don't know he's my father. I don't know Jesus is my savior. I don't know if I was to die today, I, go on, I would be in heaven. Well, thank God that he loved us so much to give Jesus to die so that we could live. And thank God Jesus is not dead. On the third day, he rose from the dead. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The, if you're here today, I me to pray with you to receive Jesus as Lord of your life. Just slip your hand up boldly. I'll be glad to pray with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This message has been more serious than I thought. Because I, I, I don't worry about the seriousness of it. I just obey. But the Lord said there was somebody in here. You, you were fixing to make a decision based on the distractions in your life. And now we just thank God for wisdom and boldness to stick with the word and God's plan. And you're going to walk on over into the promised land. And it's going to be just like God promised you. He's doing exceedingly abundantly above anything you ask or think. Part of church... Part of my ministry, every pastor's, but my ministry here for you is we take the light of God's word and we expose the darkness of the devil's plan. And that's been done because he's real sneaky. He's deceptive. He's the devil. And he'll say, this is the best way, but it's not God's way. So it's not the best way. Allow this opposition you're facing to be an opportunity to prove God's words true. And I know I said lastly a while ago, but it's the Lord's fault. You remember I, Abraham and Isaac going up that mountain? Abraham to sacrifice him, his only son? See, he passed that test. And then he walked down the other side, and he walked in God's best. God shall provide. God shall make a way where there is no way. Provide hope where there is none. Healing where there's no cure. It's provided in and through Christ Jesus. This is a test. See, the test is necessary we look at temptation, that word is tempt and test and all this prove and try. Satan, through solicitude and distraction, we could say, his purpose of temptation in your life is to bait you to follow him and fail, disobey God. God will allow you to be tempted, but that word there means test, try, or prove. He didn't bring any opposition into your life. But he gave you his word to apply, to walk in and trust him. And as you pass this test, that promotion that will be the fulfillment and accomplishment of that dream that he gave you in vision for many days ago, it shall be just as he told you to be. Take God at his word when it's all you have because it's all you need. God is with us. We love you. We appreciate you. We sent out a little thing this past week. If you got, we got a few things. We got to move out of this one room back here. Anybody's willing to help? It's all the way in the back, back here. Going to move some things from one classroom or a resource room to a classroom, so we can do some work this week. And other than that, you guys are dismissed. We'll see you.